Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey, everybody, it is Eric J. Olson. Why are you looking at me through the internet? I'm looking at you too. It's because we have another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast live. As usual, we record these live so you see everything that we're doing as it happens. You see the full feature, and then we're gonna actually take a few snippets here and there and put it out on the internet afterwards so you see just those 15 to 30 second snippets. Now, what we're doing with the Managing Partners Podcast is we talk to America's top lawyers to find out what they're doing to to fill their case pipeline and to keep interacting with their top clients. And today I have Josh Andrews, who is the founder of Gatehouse Law on with me. Hey, Josh, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Fantastic. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. My name is Josh Andrews, and I work with entrepreneurs and small businesses every day. I created what is known as Gatehouse law 13 years ago because I had a desire to create a firm that provides comprehensive legal representation to closely held businesses. We've always focused on partnering with our clients uh, to ensure that they know how to use legal as as a guide to protect their businesses uh, as they grow. As an organization, we focus on being accessible, approachable, and predictable. We've always focused on providing comprehensive education-based advice and legal service to our clients. And we're excited as we're in this kind of growth phase and our firm's growing. So we're able to work with more clients in our state uh, and as we expand even even regionally. Good for you. Now, when we were talking beforehand, you mentioned a certain way that you build, which I thought was pretty novel, but it sounds like you've been doing it for a while. Can you explain what that is? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, no surprise upfront billing. We focus on making sure our clients understand what they're going to be paying before they're going to have to pay that amount of money. And so as I started a small business 13 years ago, I understand the importance of knowing what you're going to pay and what the cost of things are. So we actually have a a way of working with our clients, whether they're new clients or older clients with new projects and helping them in a process that we call client mapping. And as we go through that client mapping process, we walk through the structure of a particular deal and, and figure out what that is going to be. And we come up with, in most instances, a flat fee uh, project-based bill. So we know exactly what it's going to be. Our clients understand what that process is. We've spent a number of years kind of working through and honing that process to make sure we as firm are protected, you know, that we're not over spending more hours than we than we should be spending on, on a particular project. But most of that work, we do the heavy lifting on the front end to make sure our clients know what they're going to be paying. That's awesome. And I think it is novel from the perspective that a, a lot of law firms, at least the ones that we've been talking to on this podcast, have not got to that point yet. And they think it's kind of like a trend that's coming, but it sounds like you've been doing it for a long time. What caused you to actually go to that model? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I actually started with this model. It was the it was the actual baseline of the, the foundation of this firm. Uh, so my dad actually was a second generation business owner in a company that was founded by my grandfather. And my grandfather passed away unexpectedly from lung cancer. And my dad and his brother were running the company. And company, as, as happens with a lot of companies, uh, especially in the early 2000s, the company and the industry, it was 
in, you know, started to fall apart. And I, and I watched my father go through a personal bankruptcy. I was in my second year of law school. I felt like there was absolutely nothing that I could do. But I remember asking my dad, why didn't you call your lawyer? Because there's no reason for you to be going through a personal bankruptcy. You know, on the back end of this, there has to have been a solution. And his response to me was, my lawyer is one of the people that I owe so much money to. And I was like, that's just absolutely terrible. I can't imagine not being able to go to that person that you trust. And I've watched other small businesses, family businesses who just are afraid to talk to a lawyer because of the reputation that attorneys have. And so on top of our flat fee billing, we also have membership programs that offer specific services in, in an ongoing way for our clients. So because we work with small businesses and we do this a lot, we understand the needs that those small businesses have. At our base level, we actually have a monthly membership program that includes phone calls and email consultations from that client. And the idea of it is, is that we wanted to eliminate the fear of calling us because you don't know what it costs. Yeah. So that's just built in. You call us as many times as you need to. And it encouraged a lot of our clients to ask questions, to solve problems before they even come up. Because the reality is, is that especially as transactional attorneys, we're able to fix the problems before they happen, but we have to know about them. And so we, we had to come up with a way to partner with our clients to encourage them to communicate with us. Yeah. And you know, you, you said partner, and I, I think that's a perfect word for it because yeah, business owner myself, I have to feel like I have a partnership with my law firm. And I remember several years ago, um, I had a, a, a lawyer that I, I don't use anymore, but I felt like he kept me on the phone for a long time. And then I want to get the bill. And so I, I realized I, I needed to kind of speed this guy up. Like I don't need a 20 minute explanation. Just give me the two minute explanation. That's exactly true. And the problem is, is that you can never know as a, as the client, if the hourly billing rate is, is actually what's going on, you never know if the answer is actually what the answer is, or if the answer is longer than it should have been to increase some hourly billing. Yeah. And so when you take that away, especially from consultation standpoint, all of a sudden the client begins to understand if I'm talking to you for an extended period of time, it's because I want to make sure that you understand what you're, what I'm actually explaining to you. And then I believe that important because I've taken that risk because you're paying me a flat fee every month for these consultations. And so what it encourages us to do, and I teach my attorneys and my staff to do this, is to actually educate our clients because we want to work with them on an ongoing basis. So when you ask me a question about something in particular, I want you to understand the legal around the why we're actually answering that question. And so lawyers are really, we're known for saying it depends, right? In our firm, we always say that, you know, in the it depends world, we'll tell you why. And so we spend our time making sure that you actually understand that. I like that a lot. That's really good. Yeah, Thank that's you. Good. Yeah, and you know, like just from a, a consumer standpoint, never mind a business owner, but um, whenever I get into a situation where I don't know the price of something, I'm kind of like worried, right? I'm fearful. I don't want to pull the trigger. Is this thing? And I, and I say this this kind of phrase a lot. Uh, is this going to cost me five dollars, five hundred dollars, or you know, five hundred thousand dollars? Like I need to know kind of like where we're at here. And when it's just uh, an unknown number of hours times, sometimes a very large billing rate, right? Three, four hundred dollars an hour. You're like, you know, like this could really add up to a whole lot of money, especially there's a couple people on there. So I need to really understand that. So I think, you know, like that the project fee, like the set fee, the recurring fee that you're talking about with the membership, I think that's really smart. And I would imagine that that is a big reason why a lot of your clients are coming to you is because you've just eliminated that big question mark. Have, have you found that to be true? Yeah, we have. We have found that. I mean, we, we signed up our first uh, monthly membership client in April of 2009, which is about six months after I launched the firm. Uh, it was the first time we were actually able to sign up one of those clients. And uh, that client is no longer uh, on our on our role, but we have yeah. clients who have been members since 2010 and they still, they're still members with our firm today. That is very 
impressive. Good for you. Well, thank you. So what are some other, you know, but besides, besides the money aspect and, and the, you know, removing the unknown, I'm, I'm sure there's other reasons that clients come to you. And of course you, you do amazing legal work, I'm sure. But what are some different ways that you go about getting new clients? Like what are some different techniques? How do you go find those people that need you? So we've always used an education-based approach to, to bringing in new clients and working with our clients. So we've spent a lot of time partnering with local groups that educate uh, small businesses and and uh, we've spent a lot of time doing lunch and learns and doing, you know, different events where we were able to go locally in the community. And in, in fact, in 2020, January of 2020, we actually moved into our new office where I am right now, just right outside of my office in our upstairs space. We have a training center that was supposed to launch in July of 2020. We're still waiting until we can put enough people in a room without a mask on to, to make that work. But so we were actually looking to bring some of that in house. And we continue to do that even through 2020. You know, we did a lot of uh, Instagram live lives, educating the community on the issues that they're facing. We do a lot of training and education events. I'm, in fact, I'm teaching a small business workshop tomorrow at noon here locally that's going, we're actually going to be virtual again. And then uh, I'll spend a lot of time educating lawyers, teaching CLEs on Thursday. I'll be teaching uh, an all-day CLE on on navigating and working with, with small businesses as oh, an wow. attorney. And so we spend a lot of time focusing on being the thought leader and helping people understand it because I believe that law schools aren't really teaching us lawyers how to deal with the small business problems they face. It's a different type of experience that they have. So we spend that time doing the education. Uh, in fact, we're about to launch uh, Legal to English, which is going to be our online education-based platform. It's going to be a membership platform designed for small businesses who may not yet be ready for a lawyer, but still have the legal issues that all businesses face. And so we're designing that as to focus on teaching and educating and providing a kind of one-to-many legal experience to lower the barrier of entry of work working with lawyers, which has always been one of our missions here at Gatehouse. Love it. That's great. So you, you have a new office. You have the, uh, the, did you call it the training center, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, I would, yeah, like you said, that those plans probably got put on hold, you know, for the last, well, really the last year and a half or so, but uh, since you moved into that office space, uh, what are your growth plans? Like if you had to project out into the future, where would you see yourself to say two to five years? So we actually want to be the go-to small business firm in the region. Um, and so we're putting in plans uh, in place to do that. So we're, we hopefully will be launching our, uh, our training center so that we can potentially start bringing people in. Of course, uh, here in Alabama, we're kind of watching what's going on and being as careful as we can as we reopen. But uh, in to continue our path forward, we're launching this Legal to English, the digital community that's going to be designed to actually bring people to us to begin to learn the gatehouse way. And as we build and we train and teach lawyers, uh, we're actually going to be, we're working right now on a program called Built by Gatehouse, where I will actually be taking a lot of the things that I've been doing for the last, you know, I guess 14 years since I started writing this business plan and putting those things in place and, and building out the, the systems that we use and the, and the processes that work for us. And we're actually looking to launch an online digital platform for small law firms to actually teach them and train them how to do what it is that we do in an effort to expand Gatehouse across the country. Very cool. I love it. That's awesome. Big plans. And I love, I, I wrote this down. You want to be the go-to, uh, I think it was business center or business uh, resource in the region. That's great. That's right. How big do you consider your region? So our region, is, so I'm actually licensed practice here in Alabama as well as Georgia. We're actually looking at uh, uh, bringing some of our lawyers into Tennessee and, and Florida. So our region, I would uh, arguably the Southeast is kind of where we are. Mississippi is included in that. Louisiana, as we all know, is a, a little bit different if you're not actually from there. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations for the big vision and, and implementing it. So 
that's great. Now, all right. So a digital marketing agency, that's what we do. And, uh, you know, so we're always interested in knowing like what's working, what's not in your marketing. Certainly the plans that you have in place is going to require, you know, a decent amount of marketing. Got to get the word out. If there was one thing that you could change about your marketing, what would that one thing be? I would say uh, consistency. And that's something we're, we're working on this year, but it's always been a struggle, you know, in a service-based business, especially when it's growing, you know, we, we end up in a situation where, you know, we get busy, right? So content's difficult to create, you know, things are difficult to move forward. Um, even as an example, in our firm, we've closed five different deals in the last 10 days, all of which didn't exist in our office 30 days ago, and uh, which has taken up a lot of time. It was all hands on deck. And so all of our plans for legal to English and the videos that we were supposed to be shooting in the training center and the things that we were doing, you know, it became very difficult to kind of manage that because I was, I was part of the, you know, getting those deals done and closed. And uh, so that's really for us, it's that level of consistency and remembering that, you know, we need that, you know, in our corner that that has to continue and uh, making sure that we're staffed appropriately. Yep. Hey, when you, when you get busy, you got to take care of those things. Now you mentioned like uh, videos, right? So you had a plan yes. of shooting videos. Do you, do you have a videographer that you work with? Do you have one on staff? What, how do you do that? We actually have a videographer that we work with. Uh, he's, he's here local. Uh, that's a huge part of what we do. Obviously, it's yeah. a small business firm. We're focused on working with local small businesses because that's who we are. And uh, we have a videographer who, who does fantastic work. So we've already shot several videos that he's working on editing, but we're supposed to, you know, it's supposed to be a regular creation of videos so that we're constantly being able to put it out. And we've had to put some of those things on hold for the last three weeks. If you had your way, how often would you come out with a new video, like once a week? The, the goal is to, to have have a series of videos about once a month, but we would like to be able to utilize, not, not unlike what you guys do, uh, to be able to utilize snippets of those larger videos in our social, uh, because videos are so important. And, and just that's kind of how people are, you know, we've tested a few things on our Instagram page. And so the posts do all right. But you know, the second that you put a reel up, everybody looks at it, right? There's just so many more impressions. And uh, so definitely paying attention to that, you know, and, and, and how we can kind of get that that name out there. And but at the same time, you also have to make sure you can manage that, right? And so our experience is a little bit different than a lot of other law firms, you know, because it, it you know, law firms, when you work in litigation, or you work in, you know, things like that, there's, you know, very large deals that take up a, a, a large amount of space and time. Whereas ours, you know, is more, you know, it's an ongoing transaction. And so if we bring in a large amount of clients at the same time, I have to make sure that our staff can manage it. Um, and so right now we're hiring on the service side, making sure that our, our service team is going to be able to keep up with, you know, with the things that we're doing on the, on the marketing side and make sure that we're able to, you know, provide the level of service that we've always provided as we continue to grow at scale. Yeah. Really important. It's, you know, it's one thing to get the work and everybody wants to work, right? They want to fill their pipeline, but then, then you have to actually perform it. So you have to be careful too, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and, and not not a lot of law firms that we talk to, at least, uh, you know, that are on the podcast, uh, have the issue of, of of actually servicing. It's all about like getting the lead. Right. So if, if you've got a full pipeline, you're doing something right. So, you know, speaking of which, if, if someone wants to reach out to you and they want to find out just a few more details about how you're doing that and, and uh, just kind of ask you questions or they have a, a referral for you, why not? What's a good way for them to get in touch with you? Absolutely. Well, I would say one on the things that we're doing on the digital side, legal to English, uh, legaltoenglish.org is our website. Uh, we're also on Instagram at legal.to.english. Uh, we are also at gatehouse.law is our website for our law firm, which we'll actually be uh, working on over the next couple of months. I and mean, you should be able to get in touch with us in any of those ways. And we're, we're paying attention. And, you know, I'm always happy to talk to other managing partners and other lawyers who are trying to solve problems in spaces, because I believe there's plenty of work for all of us to handle. And especially working with small businesses that 
there's not as many lawyers as there are small businesses. And I, I, I really hope to be able to take care and provide this level of service. And I'm happy to help in any way I can. Very cool, Josh. All right, everybody. If you would like to listen to more awesome podcasts like this one with Josh, where he is just crushing it and filling his pipeline, you can check out those episodes at ArrayLaw.com slash podcast. They're all up there. And if you'd like to find out more about what we do here at Array Digital, help law firms with their digital marketing, you can go to ArrayLaw.com. That's where we explain our services, which include websites, SEO, social media, and online advertising. All right, Josh, thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thank you.